Hello, welcome to Coaches on a Mission. I'm your host, Dallas Travers, and I really want to thank you for tuning in. In fact, if you enjoy this show, could you do me a favor and take 30 seconds to follow, rate, and review us? This is really the best way to show your support because it'll help us get this podcast out in front of more listeners. Thank you so much for being one of those listeners, and thank you so much for your support. Okay, so let's talk about the number one thing standing between you and all of the clients that you want. It's your list. Sometimes the answer to finding more clients is to actually stop trying to sell to clients and instead focus on building your list. This is something that is a little bit annoying, right? Because if what you want is an online business, list building is never a task that you finish. It instead needs to be an ongoing habit. But if you ever want to scale beyond five or six clients at a time, your list becomes your most valuable asset. That is definitely the truth for my guest today. Her name is Michelle Cox. Michelle is a book coach. She gives people the learnable skills in order to move from a person with an idea about a book to being a published author. She's very good at what she does, and she has a really clear vision about where she wants to take her business. That vision, it looks like eight to 10 private clients, one or two VIP days a month, a small group, and maybe a membership down the road. So I can say with complete confidence that Michelle's vision is totally possible for Michelle and also for you, but only if you make list building a top priority. Why? Because 1% to 3% of your list will end up becoming a paying customer. So if you want a paying customer, right, and you can't find enough of them, it's probably a sign that list building has fallen to the wayside. Today, what Michelle and I did was step out of that quick fix mindset that many of us can fall into and instead craft a very simple plan of boring habits that she can essentially put on repeat every single week in order to become more visible and build her list consistently. So none of it is complicated. None of it is fancy, but it is essential because if Michelle wants to work with, it works out to be about 16 clients a month, she needs a list of at least 1,600 subscribers. So as you listen along, I want you to think about what your client getting goal is. What is that number? And then ask yourself, do my list building efforts match that number? Because we're aiming for that 1% to 3%. Okay, so with that, let's have a crucial conversation about list building. I'm going to hand the mic over to Michelle, and I'm thanking you once again for tuning in. Hi, Michelle. Welcome to Coaches on a Mission. Hi, thanks. Thanks for having me. So if I'm going to ask you the question, how long have you been in the hive? And you could easily tell me two weeks and I would believe you or two years. And I would also believe you because you are someone who I feel like I have known you for a really long time. So, but really how long has it been now? Like August, the beginning of August, a couple months. Okay, great. Couple months. Yeah. So uh, for our listeners, Michelle and I are recording on October 27th. So you're a couple months in, how are things going so far? Where are you at? So loving the content, loving the um, learning. I feel like a, this sponge that can't get enough of it. 
So there is like so much to learn. So yeah, I'm loving the content and the learning. I do. I feel like a sponge. There's so much information and so much good stuff. And I'm glad that you have it structured so that it's very systematic. And I kind of thought I would jump around a little bit at the beginning because I wasn't brand new to coaching, but I realized the value in doing it all, even if I speed up the sound a little bit, you know, because it's something I think I know because inevitably I have to pause it and slow it down because I hear something that like I need to pay attention to that. So yeah, really good stuff. I think you and I are similar in that way where I'm the person who also wants to skip steps. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm the person who feels like, oh, no, I know that moving on, but Mm -hmm. taking the time to revisit Mm -hmm. the things I know, I'm always grateful to do it. Thanks for that feedback. Okay. So what do you want to walk away with from our time together today? So I have, you know, so many, I want to grow my business. I know that I can only manage so many one-on-one clients. And so I've known for a long time that I was going to have to figure out a way to do that. But I've still been in this, even though I've been doing it a couple of years and I have consistently had clients and consistently met my income goals, the bare minimum ones that I've set for myself. I don't have a plan to, I'm, I'm working so much and I don't have a plan to sustain it. And I don't have a I have all these ideas, but I don't to grow and to scale, but I don't know how to implement on them or which ones I should implement on and what order I should implement them on, you know, and just all the things. And I feel so busy and overwhelmed. So, you know, fix my mind as well as my (laughs) business plan, please. (laughs) In 40 minutes or less. Here we go. Yes, Yes, yes. So what I heard you say was, This is not your first rodeo. You've been in business for a while. You are fortunate enough to have enough clients, right? Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. the current business model is not really setting you up to scale at all. And that feels frustrating. So there's a gap and you're kind of standing in that gap between Mm -hmm. what does it look like when I'm a new coach and I just need one-on-one and Mm -hmm. what do I need to have in place in order to really be able to scale? Okay, Michelle, so you're in this gap. Mm-hmm. Let's take a look at where you really want your business to be. So just imagine that you are looking at your business and it feels full and it feels scaled. Mm-hmm. What does that picture look like for you? So I'd like to always do one-on-one coaching. So um, a handful of one-on-one coaching clients, eight you know, eight to 10 is a good number for me. And then I would like to have, you know, a VIP client probably once a month, maximum twice a month, where I just do some real focused work with somebody for a day. And then I would like to have, and again, this is sort of my question, like, am I trying to do too much, but a small group setting offer where I have a small group going at any given time with three or four people, not huge. And then I have this vision of having this community of writers. And I'm not sure, is it a place where writers offload after working with me in a coaching so that they've got ongoing support as mm. they revise or if they just want to stay, you know, there's that that no man's land sometimes where you're pitching and you're starting your next book or noodling on it. And you're not quite ready. I don't know if it's that place or if it's a place where people come in and get exposed to me and see some of my coaching where I do like some, you know, live office hours and some stuff where people get a little bit of experience seeing me with people, or maybe it's both. I'm not sure, but that's sort of my idea. And that would be like a membership pro, you know, where it's not a small price point, but, you know, get access to some resources from me, some teaching from me and other writers and accountability and that sort of thing. So, okay. So this vision is really clear for you. Go ahead. 
Yeah, I think for me, like I kind of thought about that. I've, I've thought about that group for a while because like I've always sort of want, I sort of want that writerly group of friends that are writing, you know, like it's just, so that might just be a selfish thing. That's not going to necessarily feed a business for me. I don't know, but yeah, I wanted to share that. I almost left that off my list of things to talk with you about, but I wanted to share that just to sort of see if you think that fits in at all. Yeah. Here's the thing. All of this is possible. And if you had said to me, I have this idea for a course and Mm -hmm. that idea for a course and then this other course I want to build. I would tell you to slow down. What you just described, for all intents and purposes, outside of that membership piece, what you just described is the same outcome just delivered in different ways, right? Mm -hmm. So this is for our listeners. There's a difference between outcomes and offers. So the outcome is the end result. So in your case, it's helping me get my book written, right? Mm -hmm. That is the outcome. The offer is how that outcome happens to be delivered. So for you, it's one-on-one or work through a VIP day or it's inside of the small group. Those three Mm -hmm. offers essentially deliver the same outcome and therefore you don't necessarily have to wait to build out one and then the other and then the other. What you do need though is a list. So what do you feel is standing between you, where you are now, and this future vision of your scaled business? Probably just the busyness, the chasing squirrels, the next great idea or the next, you know, I'm always like throwing stuff together at the last minute, like, oh, this would be a great idea. Or I wonder if this will work. And then when nothing works, then I abandon it, you know, and I move on to the next thing. When I, so I know that it's like not sustainable to keep doing that. But I keep thinking like, what thing am I going to throw at the wall that's going to start reaching my people? Which I don't know if I said who they are like who I'm serving yet. I know. Yeah. 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 We talked about that in the intro, but why don't you also share with our listeners a little bit more about your audience? Sure. Sure. I teach people the learnable skills so that they can embrace their secret dream to write a book and go from feeling like an imposter with a silly book idea to an author who did the hard work and wrote a damn good book. Michelle, that's so good because we worked on that on a high We did, we did. Ago, and it so sounds so good. I love it. It's, I love it, it so much. It perfectly describes every single one of my clients. So yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Okay. So what I heard, and I want to get some clarity here, is the thing standing between you and this vision of your scaled business is bright, shiny object syndrome, kind of falling into this quick idea to mm-hmm. generate, and then you weren't really clear on the result. So to generate something, you said to reach my people. And then right. when that doesn't work, I go and try something else. So with these quick fix ideas, what mm-hmm. is it you're trying to accomplish? I'm, I'm trying to get people on my list. So, you know, I'm trying to get them to want my freebie and get on my list. And then also trying to get them to book calls with me, discovery calls with me. So walk me through what you've tried. I'm going to back it up for a second. Again, for our listeners, one of the biggest mistakes I see coaches making is it's like short-sightedness in a way. Mm -hmm. So it's either busy Betty syndrome or month-to-month Monica syndrome, and they're twins. Mm -hmm. Betty believes that the harder she works, the more control she'll have. So she'll try, she'll do a 
21-day reels challenge. And if she doesn't hit six figures, she'll completely abandon reels and then go try this other thing. Monica comes from a place of scarcity often and is just so panicked about how she'll make enough money to get through the month that she's always and only focused on selling and never on building something bigger. So I'm just curious. I feel like you're kind of falling into a combination of both of these things. I, I say I, I sort of have a split personality then because I'm yeah. Betty and Monica. So how do you know when something that you have tried hasn't worked? So I don't get any subscribers on my list. I have no new subscribers. There's no signups. I did try one webinar. You know, I got like maybe three people to sign up and the only person who showed up was my cousin. So, you know, I mean, things like that. I would say that's probably the best measure of me feeling. And, and, oh, and I'm not booking, you know, I don't have consistent calls booked. And sales calls aren't coming in. Right. Okay. So I think the missing link here is habits. If when we have habits in place for list building and for nurturing your audience, then that gives us more freedom to try a webinar. And if the only person who comes is your cousin, it kind of doesn't matter because your habits are sustaining you. Mm-hmm. And I have a feeling that you've tried a lot of tactics without really focusing on a long-term strategy. Does that feel mm-hmm. that accurate? Right. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Great. So walk me through what you, mm, I keep wanting to ask this question, but I don't really think I need the answer, but why don't I ask it so I can get it out of my system? Mm -hmm. What have you tried before to build your list? So I had one lead magnet, you know, and I posted about it on social media at least once a week Mm -hmm. for several months. And then when that wasn't doing anything, I changed my lead magnet and also post about it on social media multiple times a week and included it, you know, in my signature, my email signature. And so that hasn't done anything. What else have I done to build my list? I was on a podcast and that, I mean, I saw a few additional subscribers from that. And I did actually get a new client from that who listened to the podcast and reached out to me. You know, I post on social media a lot about, you know, Okay, great. Would you be open to us creating a repeatable plan for you? Layer number one, like a different weekly visibility habit Mm -hmm. designed to bring more people onto your list. And then layer number two, what is the habit to nurture those people while they're on your list so that they'll book a call with you? Right. And I do have a um, nurture sequence that people get if they sign up for my lead magnet. They get like five or six emails. That sounds great. As long as the um, plan does not include me going live anywhere. Okay. Um, <laughs> great. Let's not go live ever. Let's just yeah, not do it. I, I love it. Ready for it. I'm, yeah. Terrible. <laughs> yeah. So one thing about the lead magnet is sometimes it's hard to tell. Is it the lead magnet that people don't want? Is it mm-hmm. the strategy that's falling mm-hmm. short. Where in that funnel are things breaking down? Do you mm-hmm. happen to know? And if you don't today, this is something that you I want you to look up and let me know mm-hmm. in the high Facebook group. Okay. Do you know the conversion rate on your lead magnet landing page? I do not know that. Okay. So it's really important to know the conversion rate on your landing page because 
you said, you know, you were posting about your lead magnet and then people weren't opting in. So you changed the lead magnet. Mm -hmm. It may not actually be the lead magnet. It might have been the copy on the landing page Mm -hmm. or the design of the landing page. So what we're going to aim for is a 40% conversion rate, Mm -hmm. meaning that 40% of the people who visit the page opt in to your lead magnet. And we need to get a hundred visitors to that page in order to really so that it's more than your cousin, right? Because then you have, you'll have a hundred percent conversion rate because it's people who care about you, right? And right. They're supporting you. Great. So we're just gonna we're gonna put a pin in the landing page conversation. We can circle back on a hive call about that. The answer to more people on your list, it's usually not a new lead magnet. It's a better lead magnet marketing strategy. So let's just assume that most months have four weeks in them. So let's come up with a different weekly habit that will take you 10 minutes or less designed to get your lead magnet out in the world. What is your social media platform of choice? Well, Instagram is where I'm the most active. So are you doing stories as well as posts? I share my posts to my story. Okay. And I share my reels to my story. So I haven't done stories, just stories. So tell me a little bit about your lead magnet. Basically, I want to get a picture here because I think what might be missing is more Michelle. I think people need to hear you talk and see your face. I'm not telling you to go live, even though it really sounds like it. And instead of you just posting, people want to feel like they're engaging with you a little bit more. So tell me a little bit about your lead magnet, and then we'll come back to this weekly strategy. So it's eight steps to finally write the book. Okay. So on Instagram, are you comfortable recording like reels or even video that you post as long as it's not live? Yeah. I mean, I'm getting better about it. Yes. You're getting better. Let me share with you how I got good at it. Mm -hmm. I feel like it took me a year to start and then I realized that it's no big deal. But the secret for me about recording video is to use a teleprompter. So I'll write... Inside the Hive, in the Content Confidence course, there's all of that training on writing captions, right? So I'll write a quick caption, and then I use the Reveal app. It's Mm R-E-V-E-A-L. It also has a really natural-looking filter that just shaves six and a half years off my face, and I love it so much. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) But the Reveal app also has a teleprompter, and what I like about it is If I mess up on a line, I can scroll and start over. I don't have to start again from scratch. And so then I'll just plug my script right into the teleprompter, click record, read the teleprompter, and push that to my stories, but also as a reel. And that in and of itself has, I mean, it's just kind of amazing to me, the impact it's had on interest in my program and interest in my list. And it's just because people are seeing me, Mm -hmm. right? So instead of a static post, I'm talking to you. So how would you feel about once a week, you're posting a reel on Instagram and you could just highlight one of the eight steps from your lead magnet, right? So you might start with step number four to getting started on your book. And then you'd say what the step is, talk about it a little bit. And then the call to action is 
get the other seven steps, right, at the link mm-hmm. in my bio. Like and then that. once you go through all eight steps, repost. Mm-hmm. Just keep recycling those same reels okay. if you want to. Does that I feel like doable that. to you? It does, especially okay. with a teleprompter. Yeah, it's brilliant. <laughs> brilliant. Let me know in the Facebook group if you can't find that particular app. There are a few reveal apps, but let me know. Okay, okay. so once a week, we're we're seeing you and you're talking about one of these eight steps. Once a week, I would also recommend that you feature a client success story and not a success about their finished product, a success about how they were finally able to get started. Because I'm going to guess your audience, if we talk about that awareness ladder, right? Mm -hmm. Where people, they have to be at the top of that awareness ladder, which is solution aware before they're able to hire you. For them, it's about believing that they are ready and capable and that their story matters. So leaning more into overcoming their objection to getting started is going to be more impactful marketing because talking about the end result might feel too far removed. So this could also be a video You could take, let's just pretend I'm one of your clients. You could go to my Instagram feed or ask me to send you a photo, two photos Mm -hmm. of myself. And now this is a reel and it's your audio saying, I have to introduce you to my client, Dallas. Mm -hmm. She thought about writing a book for four years before ever writing a word. And then she finally gave herself permission because of XYZ thing. Now... She's working away on her book, but more importantly, she's more confident or she's carving out time for herself or she's kicking imposter syndrome to the curve, whatever that piece is. And Mm -hmm. that can be another reel. So you'll do a reel once a month or every week you can do a reel where it's you to camera and then another one of a client story. With just their picture and you talk and me talking. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Does that feel doable? Yeah, definitely. Great. And it seems like it'll take me less time than some of those other reels that take forever. Completely. Completely. Wouldn't it be great if you could just build your business focusing on your strengths? I see too many coaches struggling to fit into a certain mold and they ignore the easy path. So let's put an end to that. What I want you to do is go to dallastravers.com slash quiz. I've put together a 45 second superpower quiz designed to reveal two things. Number one, the very next step in your business, whether that's list building, client attraction, or scaling with a course. And number two, the natural strength you possess to help you accomplish that task. When you get your results, you'll also get a custom built toolkit with actionable items you can put in place right away to finally make this growth path simpler because you're doing what you do best. So the link again is dallastravers.com slash quiz. Go and check it out and then let me know on Instagram how you scored. Okay, the other strategy that I have seen working a lot and it's annoying because it's so easy. It just, it makes me mad because it's so easy, but it does require you to email your list consistently. Are you doing that right now? 
I, yeah. So I was doing it every single week from January until about April. And then I got frustrated that there was really nothing happening from that. And I lost momentum and I did it uh, every several weeks, but I'm back to weekly for now. Five weeks I've been weekly emailing a newsletter. So you can also post on Instagram. Let's just say your newsletter comes out on Thursdays. On Tuesday, again, it's a video, a reel. Mm -hmm. Hey, it's Michelle. Thursday, I'm sending an email out to my list about XYZ thing. Mm -hmm. Here's why you need to know about it. If you'd like to be on the list, DM me your email address. So we're just bypassing the whole lead magnet piece all together and getting people directly on your list. And then the last piece would be inside of stories, doing the same, basically applying the same strategy to stories. But, and I don't know why, but instead of just pushing your posts to your stories, taking that same video and publishing it directly to your stories seems to create more of a feeling of connection for folks. Okay. So like if you've taken the video on your phone, yeah, just posting it as a story versus... Yes. So basically the strategy here is we're going from stagnant lead magnet marketing to an Mm -hmm. engaging conversation, hearing your voice, seeing your Mm -hmm. face, driving people to your list. This is going to be a slow burn, but these are really, you have to post anyhow. So Mm -hmm. these are simple habits that you can do in 10 minutes a week. Okay, perfect. And you're not talking about spending a ton of time on captions and stuff to go with the videos, just let the videos. Yeah, I mean, you could, but let's just get Mm -hmm. this habit down first. Mm -hmm. And when you feel like you can be consistent with this, then Mm -hmm. you can look at captions. But one of my favorite people to follow on Instagram, his name is, his handle is Therapy Jeff. And he does a reel a day. They Mm -hmm. have great hooks. Mm -hmm. And then whatever his hook is, is his caption. Word for word. So his captions are a sentence long. So for you, because we want, this is a list building strategy, your caption would be, want more? DM me your email or get on the newsletter before Thursday. DM me your email Mm -hmm. address or Mm -hmm. learn the other seven steps at the link in my bio. So have your caption just be your call to action. So you mentioned something earlier that I think we need to capitalize on. You were on a podcast and you got a client from being on a podcast. So I'm proposing more podcasts. (laughs) What do you think of that idea? I would do it again, that pod, it, you know, it took a lot of prep and I talked about a a webinar that I had done, but that webinar has kind of retired it. I also have a section of my business that I dedicate to serving people in recovery. You want to write their stories. And so that podcast was on that topic and I'm not focusing on that as much. I'm still serving that audience, but I realized that I was spreading myself too thin. So I need to kind of redo the topic which is what's held me up because I'm like, I need to redo the topic so that I can make it more generic so that it applies to other people. And I haven't done that yet. So I kind of quit podcast pitching, but that's why that's my big excuse. So how is this like all or nothing or this, what do we call it? Mana Betty, right? Or this Betty <laughs> approach that you've been taking. How is that the mindset that feeds that approach connected to where you're getting hung up around podcast pitching? Cause I feel like it's this all or nothing vibe. So I guess I just haven't thought like, what would be my topic that I pitched to podcast? 
if mm-hmm. I'm pitching myself. Could you please repeat for everyone your dream client power statement again? I'm trapping you. For the record, I'm totally trapping you right now, but let's humor me. Humor me. (laughs) I think I'm seeing where this is going. I teach people the learnable skills to embrace their secret dream of writing a book so that they can go from feeling like an imposter with a silly book idea to being an author who did the hard work and wrote a damn good book. Sounds like a great podcast topic. And what you could discuss in the podcast interview are these eight steps to getting started because that's going to lead directly to your lead magnet. It doesn't have to be new and original. It is new and original to the people listening to the podcast because they've never heard of you before. But this is something that if you gave yourself permission to, Michelle, you could have it ready this afternoon. I mean, I have a podcast pitch that I just customized for whatever. So yeah, it could actually be ready this afternoon. So I just saw... I mean, if that's the one visibility strategy you mentioned that's gotten you like the quickest path to getting in front of someone, to having someone hire you. So if we were to build some structure around this so that it became a weekly habit for you, what would that structure look like? I mean, I have a handful of podcasts that I've wanted to pitch and I just haven't done it. So I guess it would be send, you know, writing that letter and sending it. Okay. So what if this week... Here's what I'm thinking. This has to all turn into habits because it's going to help you break the habit that exists right now, which is a little bit of this all or nothing approach. Mm -hmm. And all or nothing, when I get into that mode, I just panic. I suddenly Mm -hmm. start panicking about money, whether I need to or not. I start not fantasizing, catastrophizing about everything disappearing. And it like I just live in this fictional place. But when I'm focused on habits, boy, it just really keeps me grounded and consistent. And it's the consistency that pays off in the long run, not any one tactic. So what's coming up for me is whether it's daily or maybe a weekly appointment where you're setting aside 90 minutes to an hour a week, or maybe 30 minutes a day to sit down and it's you enter the podcast bubble. So this week in the podcast bubble, you would update your pitch. And then once the pitch is ready, you could fill that time every week pitching yourself to shows. And now and it's just, a routine. Right. And I what listen to the podcast. Well, when I know, I don't think, I believe that you need to listen to the podcast before you pitch them. So I've always listened to shows and I mentioned pitching while I'm exercising. So I don't, you know, I multitask, of course. Yeah. Okay. So you're exercising, you're listening to shows. Would it work better for you to have a small daily appointment or a little bit larger weekly appointment for podcast pitching? Probably a larger weekly appointment. So take a look at your calendar and let me know when that weekly appointment is going to happen. I'm really trying to bring some structure Mm -hmm. to this for you. And for all of our listeners, you can do the same. Pull out your calendar. When is your standing appointment? for visibility actions. Mm -hmm. That sounds really good. Okay, great. So just to create some accountability around this piece, Michelle, will you post in the High Facebook group when your podcast appointment is every week? I will, I will. Okay, great. So, so far we've come up with this simple daily or basically these four actions you can take weekly on Instagram. One week it's a post about the newsletter. One week it's a case study post. One week, it's a two-camera reel highlighting one of the eight steps in your lead magnet. 
And then another week, it's taking that same video and pushing it to your stories. And then we've got an hour or 90 minutes a week where you're entering the podcast bubble. And the goal there is to just be more visible. What we're pitching is how to get started writing your book. It's your dream client power statement. And then your talking points can be these eight steps. So now what about this important piece? And I think you're naturally pretty good at this, but this important piece around moving people from your list to a discovery session. What does that process look like typically for you right now? I don't have a process for that. Let's create one. (laughs) So inside the hive, what we practice is if you're emailing your list weekly, sort of depends on your capacity for discomfort, (laughs) but I recommend somewhere between every sixth or every eighth email is an explicit invitation into a sales call. So someone Mm -hmm. opts in. Right, they get your nurture sequence. Then they get, then they're on your regular list. And every six to eight weeks, whatever you're more comfortable with, is a sales email into a discovery session. So it's not my newsletter, or I, I can still do my newsletter that week, but they also get an email no. just inviting. Okay. Instead of the newsletter, it's a sales email. Here's why this is important: we spend so much time nurturing right? We spend so much marketing energy talking to people who are maybes instead of talking to people who are yeses. So we've got to give those yes people the opportunity to take action with you without having to work so hard. So if you're sending your email, your newsletter out every Thursday, every eighth email instead of the newsletter is a sales email inviting people into a discovery session. So just inviting them to a call. It's that simple. It's that simple. And sometimes, and this is again in the content module, but sometimes you can tell a client success story, right? Other times you can just make a list of all of the benefits. Other times it could be one sentence. If you're reading this, it's a sign we should talk. Click here to book a call with me. We want a rhythm to that because it's that rhythm because I might not open the email you send the first time, or I might not feel ready. But eventually, if I'm getting that opportunity often enough, I'm either going to unsubscribe because I'm never going to say yes to you, or I'm going to say yes, and either one is good. The other possibility here is setting aside some time to really work your DMs a little bit more and see if you can do some sales in your DMs. So are you using... DMs at all in your current marketing? No. And I've heard you talk about it on some of the um, Hive calls and know that I need to get to that training because I've heard it mentioned and it sounds interesting, but I do not use it at all. Okay. I'll give you kind of the high level and we'll build the habit for you, but it's inside of the list building course inside the Hive. So basically what it looks like is every time you get a new follower, send them a quick DM. Audios are great because it's kind of shocking to people, (laughs) right? They're like, oh, it's her. It's not a bot. And that audio could just be, I just saw you in my notifications and wanted to thank you for the follow. I'm really good at helping people stop feeling like an imposter and get the, and do the real or learn the skills, right? To become a writer. I have a quick eight-step plan I can share with you. Would you like it? So that's how you'd get them on your list. 
But then after they're on your list, you can also just say, thank you for the follow. Listen, would you like help Mm -hmm. learning the skills in order to write a book? Let me know. Mm -hmm. Some people will ignore you. Some people will say yes. Some people will say no. The people Mm -hmm. who say yes, you can move them into a sales call with you. And I know it sounds really simple, but that's because it is. And I feel like I'm not even, well, I mean, I hope they are, but my new followers, half of them are honestly, I spent half the day blocking, you know, creepy (laughs) dudes, guys, all the men that are doctors, surgeons, pilots, or, you know, war heroes. It's yes, amazing. I so I'm not even sure how many are following because they're interested in book writing, you know? Yeah, great. Yeah. So the, the habit here would be about, let's say, 20 minutes a day, looking at your new followers, deleting the riffraff, yeah. right? Yeah. And uh-huh. then the two or three, the more consistent you are with reels, the more that number will go up, right? But mm-hmm. the t- two or three followers who could yeah. be candidates, just message them. Mm-hmm. Sure. Okay. And that's Great. easy. And, but it's, it only works if it's a habit for you. Okay. Okay. So I feel like I'm throwing a bunch of strategies your way. And I want to make sure that for you, it feels congruent with this goal of scaling. So let me just check in. How are you feeling about this conversation so far? And what do we need to talk about next? It feels good. I think, you know, I have all the pieces in place for the website. I have all this stuff set up for the VIP Thing. I've sent out, you know, a couple dozen invitations with zero response. So, you know, how I go about like starting to grow that. And then what you think of like the other, what you said, all three of those things are sort of the same outcome. So they're yeah. all three doable, but sort of what your thoughts are on if I yeah. should be moving toward the other stuff. So the thing that to me is so crystal clear and it's great because it's a solvable problem But from where I stand, there's one thing standing between you and this vision of your scaled business, and that's a larger list. So if you, like, how big is your mailing list right now? Do you know? 550 people. 550. So let's just assume half of them actually aren't even viable subscribers, right? So in order to have eight to 10 private clients a VIP day a month, a small group going. I'm actually going to pull up my calculator because typically what we can plan on everybody is one to 3% of your mailing list being buyers. So if you've got, now I just set myself up to do math in public, which is really fun. <laughs> That's great. If, if, <laughs> if you have a mailing list of 550, 1% of that is 5.5 clients. So, and you've probably already had 5.5 clients, yeah? Which is great. That tells me that the quality of the work that you do is awesome and that it's a needed service. But if we're looking at eight to 10 private clients a month, so let's say, let's call it 10, plus two VIP days a month. So there's 12, plus a small group. Let's say it's a power group. So there's four, there's 16. And we haven't even gotten into the community yet. If you want 16 divided by 0.01, we need a mailing list of 1,600. Okay. All right. So I've got a lot of growing to do. Well, but that's a doable goal. So right. you've got 500 without list building habits in place. So that sounds totally doable. So my feedback for you is pretty simple. This is like so within reach and we need to shift the priority to playing the longer game of list building, trusting that 
these like knee-jerk reactions to doing a sales promo to people on your list who have like in essence already decided it's only going to slow down your progress to this bigger picture. It's like we try to put out a fire by pouring gasoline on it instead of water. And then in terms of this community, that's something that's going to reveal itself. And I would recommend that you not decide quite yet about whether that's a top of funnel community or an end of funnel community. Let's focus on getting you to a wait list for private clients. And then your VIP days will sell naturally and you'll get your small group. And when those things are in place, I feel like you'll have a better sense for what's going to serve your audience and your business better. Is it a community for people to land when they're done working? Or is it a community for people to first get a taste of what it's like to work with you? But those are two very different customers, right? Right. Yes. Okay. So what's it going to take like internally for you to really commit to making building your list the top priority in your business? I guess just a belief that if I'm consistently doing it, the clients will come in as I need them, which is kind of, I mean, they've been coming in as I need them anyway. I can't say that any of this busy Betty or whatever you call the other month girl. to month, um, Monica. Yeah. yeah. I don't, I'm trying to think like, do I have a single client that resulted because of any of those activities? And I don't think I do. Now that I okay. think about it, I think all of this craziness that I've been doing for a year, the clients came to me from referrals or they saw something on social, you know, but like none of these other things that are so distracting and exhausting. So what I heard you say was, you have zero evidence to support this fear that clients won't come in. Like you've, clients have always found you and maybe it never quite feels like enough or, or it's always just feels like barely enough it's and you're ready enough, yeah. for more, right? Mm-hmm. But the way we're going to get there is by being slow and steady and consistent. Which is so boring, Michelle. I'm sorry, but it is. <laughs> no, actually, I'm so ready for boring, Dallas. Okay. I'm so ready to be bored. <laughs> Great. So, yeah. Well, yeah. I'm happy to bore you. I am <laughs> thrilled to bore you. <laughs> All right. Great. So as we wrap up, I would just love to hear from you. What are your next steps moving forward? So I'm going to block time on my calendar for my the reels and what I'm going to do. And I'm going to block time on my calendar for the podcast pitching. And then I'm going to wait for the transcript because I know there's other action items that you told me to. I need to get my conversion rate for my landing page to see if yeah. there's anything there that you can help me with. And I'll share that in a Hive call or on the Facebook page. And I think I'm going to set aside all these other crazy things that I've been. Should I do this? Should I do that? Should I do this? And uh, just try and do this consistently and see if my list doesn't grow. And we've got to give it 90 solid days before we even make a determination about what to change, except your landing page conversion rate. So just on a parting note here, when you see that conversion rate, if it's lower than 35, 40%, please apply for a coaching call. And then we will review your landing page and see what changes we need to make to get that conversion rate up. Okay. Cool. All right. Perfect. Thank you. Thanks for Thank coming on and so having much. this boring conversation. <laughs> it was great. I really enjoyed it. I really did. Good. I'm glad. I'm glad. So Thank for you. everyone listening, this is your invitation to just play the long game, practice, get better at the slow burn because it's the slow burn that brings the biggest payoff. Thanks, Michelle, for coming on the show. And thanks, everybody, for tuning in. 
Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in to Coaches on a Mission. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe, follow, rate, and review, do all of the things <laughs> to show your support for this show. It is so helpful for us, and it also helps other coaches find this show. If you want to take this episode further, please follow me on Instagram. I'm Dallas Travers Biz Mentor, and every week I turn our episode into a week-long mini course on my Instagram page. It's designed to help you apply what we talk about during the episode to your business in a super tangible way. So let's be Insta friends. Head on over to Instagram and look for my new handle. Again, it's Dallas Travers Biz Mentor. You can do that now, and you just might find some funny reels while you're there. So believe me when I tell you, it'll be worth it. Okay. Thanks again for tuning in. I truly appreciate that you make time to listen to this show and I hope you have a wonderful week.